If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, we've talked a lot about mental health struggles here on the show. And what's really hard in a lot of cases is just getting the diagnosis. Think about what a difference it could make to so many people if we could accurately target and treat things like bipolar disorder, if we could just identify it more easily. Well, new new technology is helping to play a role in that, in particular helping to identify bipolar disorder at a younger age because the onset is typically during adolescence or early adulthood. Dr. Alex Shegletov is the research lead and assistant professor of neurobiology at the University of Utah and joins us now to talk about this. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Absolutely. My pleasure to be with you. So tell me about this work that you did here. You've done some research into using a new technique to identify the factors that contribute to bipolar disorder. What is that all about? How does that work? Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, pediatric bipolar disorder, it's, uh, it's a developmental brain disorder that is among most severe and devastating um, psychiatric conditions that affects uh, children and teenagers. And it could be hard to diagnose this problem because it has considerable overlap with other conditions like ADHD, anxiety, and depression. And uh, typically children with these disorders, they experience these extreme mood swings, such as uh, very happy and energetic or very sad and hopeless. And also often uh, children with with this problem, they have trouble sleeping, concentrating, and making good decision good decisions, and sometimes they have even this uh, thought about uh, hurting, hurting themselves. So um, the problem is that we don't understand the biology of this disorder, like what's, what's, what's happening in the brain and why, why, why something is not working. So, and I had this um, uh, wonderful uh, graduate student in my lab, um, Guan Yan. Um, he graduated last year, and so he had this previous experience doing a brain imaging on individuals with different psychiatric disorders, and he was really fascinated with this idea that you know, we could potentially do some imaging experiments, brain imaging experiments on individuals that were diagnosed with a disease, and then we could potentially collect uh, some um, skin cells or blood cells from these individuals, convert those cells into induced pluripotent stem cells and use induced pluripotent stem cells to to get uh, patient-specific neurons or patient-specific uh, organoids, which is kind of uh, uh, brain tissue that could be produced from uh, stem cells. So, yeah, we, we, we uh, established this uh, collaborative team consisting of investigators from um, several departments, including psychiatry, radiology, genetics and neurobiology and uh, we recruited a family that um, had an individual with uh, with early onset bipolar disorder and also had an unaffected individual we um, we performed this uh, brain imaging um, and we found this uh, atypical connections in the individual with bipolar disorder which was kind of similar to what my collaborators observed in a larger cohort 
of uh, of patients and then uh, this family donated uh, blood samples for our study and we worked with um, with a facility at the University of Utah to convert blood cells into stem cells and then use stem cells to produce neurons and then when we generated neurons from um from um uh, healthy individuals and from this individual with bipolar disorder we surprisingly discovered that these neurons from uh, individual with bipolar disorder they had this uh, abnormal morphology uh, so to say they they grew smaller the size of uh, branches uh, uh, was smaller as compared to uh, the size of branches um, in neurons from healthy control individuals we did some um, um, sequencing and uh, identified potential candidates and among the candidates was this uh, uh, molecule called uh, Plexin B1, and uh, which is known for helping um, brain cells to grow properly and connect uh, them with each other in in the brain to form uh, neural networks. And uh, yeah, we, we found this rare variant in in the uh, in the individual with bipolar disorder, and we showed that if we introduce this variant in uh, in uh, in uh, in neurons uh, that do not express Plexin B1, we can uh, make them grow smaller, and if we introduce normal copy of flexin B1 in uh, neurons from uh, patients, we can actually we can uh, uh, rescue uh, the uh, the growth deficits. Okay, so what you're describing here, then, if I got that right, <laughs> I was listening very carefully. <laughs> so what you're describing then is like a biological like footprint, essentially, for bipolar disorder. And is it possible then, from what you said, to correct that? Can you alter that? So is it chemistry? Is it biological? What is it? Yeah, so uh, I think um, important to, to note here that bipolar is, is a very complex problem, right? So it, sometimes it, it appears uh, later in life, sometimes it appears early in life. And when it appears later in life, there are many um, contributors. It could be stresses, it could be, you know, environment we live, it could be lack of sleep, it could be some medication. So there are many causes. But also, it, it sometimes it appears really early in life and like before the age of 18 and like sometimes it's even before the age of 10. And this suggests that there might be some genetic component contributing to the disease. And so we specifically focus on this early onset bipolar. And what we found, yeah, suggests that this pathway and this, uh, um, the, the um, morphological abnormalities, they could be, like you said, footprint associated with this early onset bipolar disorder. But to extend it to a larger cohort of people and to extend it to um, to bipolar in general, we, we obviously need uh, more studies. Right, but that sounds like a big first step there to potentially changing how we treat this. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. It's an interesting approach that have never been used before. What people have used before is only, for example, brain imaging or only um, making uh, stem cells and stem cell-derived uh, brain cells from um from individuals with with bipolar, but it, no one have, have previously used this combinatorial approach, multidisciplinary approach, where you could start with brain imaging, then you can uh, do some um, um, sequencing, then you can generate uh, stem cells and stem cell derived neurons, and eventually you can go. Uh, like you reverse you reverse path. engineered it is what you did, right? Like you were you were chasing it backwards. Sort of yes. <laughs> 
Okay. So then what are the next steps here with your research then? How do you, how do you advance this? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's really important to, um, to recruit more individuals with early onset bipolar disorder and test the same signaling pathways, the same molecules, and see if we can find more individuals that uh, carry mutations or in, in this gene called Plexin B1 or um, some other um, maybe genes that are associated with this, uh, with this gene, like, for example, some binding proteins. And, and then if we, if, we, if we find that uh, there are more such individuals, then we can definitely uh, start thinking about um, developing some, um, some, some chemicals uh, that, that target these pathways and that can potentially uh, increase the expression of, of, uh, of plexin B1 and, and, and uh, upregulate activity in, in this pathway. Wow, that's amazing. Listen, thank you so much for taking the time to explain it to us this morning. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Anytime. That is Dr. Alex Shaglovitov, who's the research lead and assistant professor of neurobiology at the University of Utah. So essentially what they're doing is they were kind of trying to chase the the footprint, the fingerprint of bipolar disorder, particularly in younger people, and chase it down and trying to figure out where it came from. And they have been able to essentially do that, which could potentially lead to some very different treatments on that. That is some fascinating work being done there.